what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focusing on home technology, helping provide you and our fellow brothers and sisters in tech with some assistance and discussion along the way. Today on Brothers in Tech, it's time for our famous Brothers in Tech suggestions, or our bits for short. Could be a gadget, could be a website, could be a tool, or anything else our brothers think you should check out this month. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Brothers in Tech. It is our monthly bits episode. Brothers in Tech suggestions. Brian, I still... You know, yes, say it. I enjoy. Say it. I enjoy being your brother. No, I, I do. Yeah, no, for the most yeah. part, we're. I enjoy being your brother. But there are times, few moments, where you really just shine, and coming up with this acronym, the Brothers in Tech suggestion bits, was one of those moments. Uh, I don't. I don't cry often, but I did get a little, just a little misty around the corners of the eyes. There, it was beautiful. Congratulations for you. It was, it was a moment. It was a moment. And, uh, you know, I'd like to thank, um, no, (laughs) no, no, go ahead. Yeah. I was, you you just aren't obviously are not paying attention enough to me and the things that the nuggets of wisdom that I throw out on this show, because I honestly feel like, I mean, bits were, bits were good, but I mean, I'm throwing those nuggets all the time, man. And, you know, I just feel like most of the most of the time that we're together, it's me educating you and telling you lots of cool things. Um, I mean, we let you we let you narrate. You know, we let you kind of be the host, and I just educate. So, I mean, I think that that tends to be what happens. It just happens that that was that was far and away maybe the best uh, contribution that I made. But there have been many others. Been many many uh, others. Um, um, Brian, I'm really sorry. I got I got distracted by a. <laughs> piece of piece of lint here on my desk and uh i did not hear the last couple minutes of what you said so that's that's how you miss my genius all the time you just you ignore it uh Uh, well that is brian jackson that is my actual brother in tech here and uh on the other side of the coast on the other side of the country or the other coast from me we get together talk to appreciate it brother Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that. But um, we've uh, every month uh, we get together and we like to share our suggestions, brothers and tech suggestions, and that is this episode for this month. And with us is uh, Chris Fry, who has joined us for the last few episodes, and we're glad to have him back. You gotta you gotta complete the circle, Chris, and that is joining us for the bits episode. So we're glad to have you here for that. So um, now is the payoff, right? This is the pay. This is what he's been waiting for, right? To actually be able to contribute right. something yeah. that we're not ready. You threw down the gauntlet that I had to come up with a good bit. So I'm, God, man, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm prepared for, for you to bring greatness. So just to remind everybody, Chris Fry is a media producer with Jackson Creative. Uh, he's also a co-founder, co-director of the Foot Candle Film Society, Foot Candle Film Festival, and co-host of Foot Candle Films here on the mesh.tv as well. And Chris, um, I tell you what, I'm not going to put you on the spot and have you go first. I think guests ought to go in the middle because okay. I think that, you know, you can kind of hear Brian's pick if I let him go first and then you can basically 
make it make yours better because uh, I'm sure it probably will be. Um, <laughs> then I'll I'll bring it home with the Mac Daddy one at the end. Okay, so that's kind of the flow I think we're going to wow. go with today. Is that all wow. right? So, mm-hmm. so Brian, let me start with you. Uh, what is your brothers in tech suggestion for this episode? Well, thank you for that outstanding introduction, Alan, um, and, and preparing the listeners for for this. Um, <laughs> it's going to get better, people. I promise. Just stick with it. Stay with the show. <laughs> oh, part of me wants to look for another one now. Um, so <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm nervous. Uh, okay. So not knowing what your suggestions are, I don't know what either of your suggestions are, um, but I know, I think we did mention what our general categories were. So we knew we weren't in the same genre. So I have a feeling that I'm the most expensive of the, uh, uh, of the bits here. Um, and I am picking, which I don't always do, but I am picking something that I actually have. <laughs> Sometimes I'm That's picking good. things I would like to have. Uh, this is something I actually have. And I will say, Alan, we had our host last month, Jeff Hartman, that kind of brought up a, a nice addition to the bits, like the B-I-T-S-S, the somewhat suggestion. Mm-hmm. Mine's going to be a suggestion. It's going to be a good, strong suggestion, but there is strong one little piece about it. There is going to be one piece that I'm going to say is a somewhat suggestion. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to recommend uh, my Wi-Fi mesh network. So I have a, an Orbi um Orbi mesh network in my house. And so that's by Netgear. Uh, Netgear makes the Orbi line. And so what this is for, for people that aren't kind of aware of, you know, the difference between maybe a modem and a router and everything, this is what takes my internet from the, the internet company's modem and then blasts it out as a, as a Wi-Fi signal. Um, what people may not recognize is this whole idea of a mesh network. And Alan, we talked about this last year. This was you know, something we talked about internet and how that's kind of continued to evolve. So a mesh network is that you're going to get a few different satellites, which are just different boxes, and they all end up creating this mesh together. So they extend your network, but it also allows it to hand off a little bit. So unlike a, um, Unlike an extender where I have, you know, here's an antenna and then here's an extender. Well, the extender is just kind of, you know, extending the rope a little bit so that you communicate with it, which then goes back and communicates over here. And so it it just allows you to have a longer reach. This is a longer reach, but it also has integration where I'm getting internet from that device, right, which is kind of nice. So uh, so it does a really nice job of extending the network. So here's the, here's the thing I really like about this. Um, if you're someone who has a, a house that may be kind of oddly uh, set up, so maybe you have a basement and you have uh, something that maybe a, a, a house where there's multiple walls between you and the other end of the, of the house, this is a great way to kind of provide a better signal in those different areas. But what I've found to be my favorite part is so the, the, the two areas in which I need really good Internet these days are my two TVs. I need the TV because I stream everything, right? So what I've chosen to do, and, and Alan, I, Alan knows I've just moved into a new house, so I'm trying to set things up to make it all work. I'm in my office right now, and the office is where the internet comes in through the wall, and that's where my um, my initial Orbi um, uh, device is. And then I have another Orbi at the uh, living room where the TV is. And the beauty is that the satellites actually have an ethernet out. 
So I can have this right next to the TV. I'm running an Ethernet from that Orbi satellite to my Apple TV. And so one link of the chain is now wired, which means it's faster than it or more reliable, right? So obviously there's still a link between this Orbi satellite and the main Orbi, but they have their own they have their own version of network. So it's not just normal Wi-Fi that they're communicating with. They don't get, you know, there's not much disruption between the two. That's a very solid connection. But then from that Orbi to my Apple TV is wired. Um, when you're working from home, I've got the other one, the one that's in my office here. It's a wire coming straight from that Orbi into my computer. So at least I have that connection is a little bit more reliable. Uh, and then the beauty is I'm I'm setting up a I'm setting up a bar in my outdoor shed that's in the of back. Course. Yeah. And yesterday when I actually put the TV up in that room, I realized, oh crap, it's not a very good Wi-Fi signal. Because and it's only probably 30, 40 feet from the living room, but it's through a brick wall, right? There's there's issues there. So I ended up taking the Orbi satellite, putting it in that room, in the, just in the corner, and all of a sudden I have great Wi-Fi there and have it kind of extended my range. So, um, you know, I don't have a big enough house where I necessarily need this. I mean, some of those really great Wi-Fi routers can blast internet for this big of a house. It's what, a 2,000 square foot house. Um, but the ability to be able to target and put Wi-Fi in a particular area where you really, really need it, you know, here's my streaming TV. I need good internet there and have that, uh, satellite set up. So, so there's a lot of different versions of this. You can go on Amazon. I bought the one that was, uh, three total satellites or one main and two Mm -hmm. satellites, um, there are some that are four. There are some that are two. Uh, I actually have as a more range than I need. So I went ahead and went to kind of the upper range, uh, upper edge of it, just because I wanted those satellites, you know. And when I'm working from home, having one of those satellites at your computer to be able to Ethernet in, at least you know that you're going to get kind of a, a more stable connection there. So, um, so I, I love it. I love the mesh network idea. And, you know, you go from one end of the house to the other and you realize with seamlessly, it switches from one satellite to the other, what you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me give you the real quick, the not so great part about it. I don't think they're, the app is very good. I think it's okay. What I was really, really hoping for, um, was the ability to be able to go in see all the devices and do lots of cool things with the devices. Like, Hey, I want this to have internet only these times of the day. I want this device to only do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. You can't really do that. I can go in and I can say, okay, there's my, um, uh, there's the, uh, the iPhone. There's my wife's iPhone. I can turn off the internet to that device. You can turn off things. So if I go out of town, I can say, you know what, I'm going to turn off internet for everything, but the security system. Yeah. And then at least I know that it's not as open to other things happening, right? Um, but other than that, it really doesn't do anything. The app is not that great. But I tell you, the hardware is super, super solid. I set it up and you just get great. Well, I mean, you know, I, that, I've, I've tested. A, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it could also be a software update at some point for the functionality on the app, possibly. Well, yeah, and, that, and, I, and I don't mind software issues, right? Because that is exactly that. It means it, it can get better, right? Hardware, you can't get much better mm-hmm. with that. Maybe some firmware. But but I will say, I can sit here, plug into the main modem, direct line in, 
and I can be across, you know, in, in a bedroom and test the speed in there and I'm getting the exact same speed. I mean, I'm really, there's not much difference. So I know the Wi-Fi is super, super solid. So, so anyway, Orby, uh, there's a bunch of these out there. There's the Google, the Google line, right? The Google. See, I've uh, got the Google Wi-Fi. That's yeah. what I have. And I hear I it's very similar to the same mesh network. Yep. Here at our office complex, we have the uh, Linksys uh, VLOP mesh network. Okay. Okay. So I've actually used both. I've got the Google Home, Google Wi-Fi at home. I've got the uh, Linksys version of the mesh network here, and uh, no, I'm a I'm a big fan and uh, yep. Yep. use it very similar to you with the Ethernet ports at key locations, TV, and at my uh, office workstation at home. So yeah, uh, so I think so I think really just because you put the pressure on me going first, I should probably just say my my bit really is mesh network getting a mesh network if you're looking for Wi-Fi because it gives you so many creative ways of delivering your and that and now that I mean gosh I think I saw 30 devices on my on my system you don't realize how many devices are hitting your system every TV every that is the watch, scary every thing phone. When, you yeah, that, crazy. when I pull up that dashboard on my Google Wi-Fi at home I'm like how many devices are pulling <laughs> internet in my house right now so it's pretty crazy yeah. So I think having a really good network uh, and Wi-Fi system is is paramount right now. So uh, yeah, upgrade that, and I think you'll find a lot of um, good uses um, for All that. Right. So the Netgear Orbi, that's the Orbi. brand. Yeah. Orbi. Orbi, uh, Orbi is the Mesh, brand. Mesh Wi-Fi network oh. is. Uh, yep, is my brother's bits, brothers and my brother's brother in tech suggestion. Um, cool. Chris Fry, our guest, what do you have to share with us as your suggestion for the episode? So um, I was thinking back to the episode we did where we talked about streaming services. We were comparing and contrasting. All those many weeks ago. Yes. Yes, I do remember when we recorded that. Those days. Um, And I was thinking uh, it didn't come up in conversation, so I wanted to definitely be sure to mention it. Um, My suggestion, Brothers in Tech suggestion, is going to be the service Hoopla. And uh, it is a service that you get for free, which is awfully appealing to people, um, or can be. And it's through your um, local public library. So if you have a library card, and you, then you can use Hoopla. Um, you just sign in with your library card, and it gives you access to, you know, ebooks or music. But mainly what I use it for are movies. And um, they have, you know, all sorts of movies, a lot of older movies. Um, but every once in a while, some art movies that come out, they'll have it kind of the same time. But it's actually on VOD. Um, you just have to kind of search for it, and they'll pop up, and you'll be like, oh, I almost rented this, but here it is for free. Um, depending nice. on which, like, I have, I'm on a county library system, but I just set my parents up with Hoopla the other day because they couldn't find something they wanted. I searched. It was on Hoopla. I said, tell you what, let me install the app on your Apple TV, and because they're in a city library system, they actually get 10 free rentals a month. Um, I was on the county system, so I only get three a month. So, you know, your mileage may vary as far as how many free video rentals you can get a month. Um, but it's it's really cool. And I got to see like a documentary that Alan had mentioned on our podcast, Bisbee 17. He'd mentioned it a couple of years ago. He'd recommended it. And I missed my opportunity to see it. And I'm cheap. I am so cheap, which is why I don't want to pay for all these different streaming services that freaks me out because it's like everybody's getting their own. NBC is doing Peacock. CBS is doing the Paramount Plus. And it freaks me out because it's like I'm going to be paying a million dollars just to watch, you know, content. 
but um, Hoopla, it, yep. it's free. So I, I highly recommend it. And it's usability-wise, um, it's not the greatest, but it's pretty simple. You can kind of filter things by the content you're looking for. Yes, I mainly go there for movies. So I can type in a search bar and say, don't show me the soundtrack to you know Empire Strikes Back. Let me know if you actually have the movie. And they don't because, of course, Disney has it. <laughs> <laughs> good, good PSA from, from Chris. If you are searching on Hoopla for Empire Strikes Back, it's not. They're not going to have it. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a free service. And I recommend, you know, if you feel like you're frustrated with the content from bunches of other services and you just want a lot of older movies or just, I don't know, it's, it's free. So it might be worth a try. Awesome. That's great. I actually downloaded it a while back and I keep reminding myself I need to go in and I need to go, Hey, I need to go renew my library card and make sure it's up to date. But then, yeah, I, I definitely would need to start using that. It's a, uh, such a great service. Okay, so Chris, you clarify with me. So it's it is your public library's access, or is it its its own public library? Okay, so yeah, it's like a. I guess it started out as a website. Now you know it's an app and stuff. But I guess public libraries purchase the right to use this service. And I can't remember. Okay. There's another. Okay. There's another. A uh, canopy, I think, is like another service like this that libraries can choose to use. So our local libraries here in North Carolina, a lot of them use Hoopla instead of Canopy. But I think Canopy is something similar. I have not used it, so I can't recommend it. But um, if your library system doesn't use Hoopla, odds are they probably use Canopy. So it's something like they kind of opt into. And I think also because... So of- but when you when you sign up, I was going to say, when you sign up, do you have you have to enter in your library card or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. You enter in your library card and you're and you're good to go. Yeah. So. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Nice compliment to our streaming services discussion a few weeks ago um, with yeah. that. A great alternative, and one I need to remind myself to use more because uh, I guarantee there's a lot of stuff on there I want to I want to check out. So can I just say really really quickly. These first two bits have been fantastic, and I think they're just incredibly useful and helpful. And I think people have have can get a lot out of these too. And and so I'm assuming that the next one had better be good, is what I'm is what I'm getting at. Um, so Alan, go go ahead. Yeah, no pressure. Go ahead and start. Right. Oh, let me regale you with my pick because I'm very excited. So last episode we talked about the Mac operating system. We love the Mac OS. We, we have used it. I've used it for, gosh, two, 36 years now. Wow. Yeah. There has been one problem with the Mac OS that has been there as early as I can remember that has always bugged me, always been a frustration, always been something I wish they'd fix. It's the only thing I've ever actually written Apple to. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm interested. This is the idea that if you have a Mac and you put in a thumb drive or an external drive, and then you put your machine to sleep or you unplug it and without unmounting the drive, it comes up and notifies you that you did it incorrectly and you could have some data loss. The reason for this is that the Mac OS handles things a little bit different than Windows. Mac OS, my understanding is a lot of things that you do, sometimes it's putting that it's putting that stuff into memory, like RAM memory, before it writes it to your drive. 
and it may wait to write it to your drive before you dismount it. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's doing that. But it still bugs me, bugs me so bad because I do it about every couple of days. <laughs> I will unplug stuff from my Mac and get it because I use a laptop that I take from my office to my home. So I'm constantly adding and removing drives and it's, it's maddening. And I just don't understand windows. It doesn't have that problem. Windows, you can just rip a drive out of that windows PC. It doesn't care. So lo and behold, I stumbled across, I don't even remember how I stumbled across this app. I think I was looking for another app and this software developer happens to make this app. I'm like, I didn't even know this existed, (laughs) but it is an app called Jettison. It is $4.95. I like the name. I like the price. (laughs) You install it on your Mac. And what its job is, is that when you put your Mac to sleep, like on a laptop, you close your your Mac laptop and it goes into sleep mode. It will automatically dismount any connected drives for you. Mm. So basically now I can close my laptop. I just wait a couple seconds after I close the laptop and then I unplug my drives. No more notices. It is taking care of the dismounting for me. It's made sure I kept all my data intact. Now, here's the nice thing is that if you realize, oh, man, I forgot something and you need to turn your Mac back on and you have the drive still connected, it will still reconnect it. So it's not like it's permanently kicked it out. It's like if it sees the drive is still connected, it'll go ahead and mount it back up for you so you don't lose anything. or You don't need to reconnect it or whatever. Um, you don't have to unplug it and replug it back in. It, it's smart enough to know that. So the only thing that's a little tricky with this app is that you do need to let your let your Mac go to sleep. So sometimes I'm really quick where I will just close my my lid and immediately want to start ripping all the all the stuff, disconnecting it. You do need to kind of give it a few seconds to let it go fully into a sleep mode to do all the dismounting and all that. But it does work. Uh, the only other caveat is if you have a network drive you're connected to, like if you're connected to something else, another drive on your network, obviously it, it can't reconnect that for you, you know, automatically. Um, it doesn't work the same way. So it'll come up with a notice and say, hey, I couldn't dismount this network drive when you went to sleep. Just FYI, letting you know that I had to just disconnect it. Um, but that's okay. Network, uh, my biggest network drives don't have that error anyway, do they? What's that? The network drives don't tend to have that error anyway, right? Because there's not an unplug. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's really, it's really all about the physical drives you've got plugged into your computer, thumb drives, external hard drives and all that. So this doesn't solve it a hundred percent for me. I mean, I still wish it would just be as simple as I could just take the drive out and not to worry about it going, having to put it to sleep. You know, it's, it's still, you got to wait a few seconds to let it go into sleep mode and, or even go into your Apple menu and tell it to go to sleep. And then, you know, it's taking care of it. I wish Mac would just let it be where somehow you could honestly just be working and just unplug a thumb drive and not have to worry about dismounting it or unmounting it. But so this is the closest thing I found It's five bucks. I bought it instantaneously and uh, it is my suggestion. So why don't you write another letter to Apple and just tell them to buy Jettison? That'd be exactly. Great. Yeah. <laughs> They, That'd be great to build that. Maybe as simple as that. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, I'm. It was happy. It was more comforting for me to know that I'm not the only one out there <laughs> with this issue. Obviously, a company said we're going to build a software utility to do this. Um, so I'm very happy with it. I think, if nothing else, I have a little more peace of mind that I'm not just going to lose something on a drive 
because I did not dismount it or unmount it like you're supposed to all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that'll come out in Mac OS 20, you know, grandfather mountain is what they'll call that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Once they run out of locations on the east, on the West coast, they're going to make their way they start sliding east. over. Yep. And yep. finally get to North Brilliant. Carolina on locations. Absolutely. Yep. So Alan, really quickly though. So how did I do? I do. Okay. Uh, uh, Okay. Yeah. For the other nerds that have that same kind of issue that comes up all the time, the other ones that have written letters to, to Mac, I'm sure this will be a helpful thing. Um, Wait a minute, you said, you said mine appeals to the nerds. You, you suggested a Wi-Fi router. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even try to out-nerd me. Wait, 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 wait. Number of people that use Wi-Fi, number of people that worry about ejecting their flash drive. That's true. Um, you may have a bigger uh, bigger base of people. Yeah. Okay, but on yours, I, I just a serious question. So if I have a, a document open that's coming from the flash drive, so I've got a, a Word doc open, it's being opened from the flash drive, and I shut my computer and I slept the laptop down, does it close the document as well? Does it just save it so that it's clean so, to go ahead and remove yeah. and nothing gonna affect it? So what's going to happen is, I mean, yeah, if you, if you, if you go to sleep, your computer goes to sleep and you unplug your drive and you don't reattach your drive when you wake it back up or like, let's say you've moved, you've taken your laptop somewhere else and you plug it back in. It will come up and say, "Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't save it couldn't there because, yeah, yeah, I couldn't find the drive." Yeah, um, it truly is just doing; it's replicating exactly what you do on the Mac when you take a a drive and you dismount it, you drag it down and say eject it. That's all it's doing. It's just doing it after you tell it to go to sleep. It just knows right. the sleep is the time to do that. But if you still got something you didn't save that's on that drive, you need to make sure you're re- you've got it reconnected back when you power back up. Or else it's not going to be able to save it correctly. So cool. it doesn't completely resolve the situation. It's just it's a nice it's a nice uh, partial fix uh, to alleviate some issues and concerns with it. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our brothers and tech suggestions. We kind of ran the gamut. I had a five dollar one. Chris's was free, and Brian's was mine's probably about three hundred three hundred dollars. I think yeah, they're bucks. expensive. They had a nice. Yeah. A nice range range. of cost options for you there on the brothers and tech suggestions. Um, Thank you guys for sharing those. And that was fun. uh, Yeah. Chris, thank you for being with us these last several episodes. It's been great having you. And again, Chris Fry with the foot candle film society and with Jackson creative Footcandle.org is the website for the film society that Chris and I manage. And uh, we also have our film festival that comes up in September every year at the foot candle film festival.com to check out. And uh, Chris, thanks a lot. Hope to have you back sometime soon. Yeah, thanks. It was fun. Yeah. Good and time. Brian, Jackson, good to see you again, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Tell the family hello again. Okay. I know. This is like our only time to catch up. You're doing good? Your, your house move went okay? Yeah, we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. Kids are good? Yeah, yeah kids are great. They're yeah. all good. Yeah, cool. Are we all done? Right. Are we good? Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. You guys take care. Check out past episodes of uh, Brothers in Tech on the mesh.tv. Please subscribe and whatever your podcast listener of choice is and help us get reviews and ratings. We'd love to hear that as well. Or give us any feedback of anything that you could share. Hey, Brian, I haven't mentioned in a while, but if somebody did have a, a question, comment, or suggestion for a future episode, how could they reach us? Uh, yeah, they are. Do you remember that? Let me, Let me remember, remember how to do that. that. Info 
info at themesh.tv. Correct. Right? Yes, info, info at themesh.tv. Info send at us an email. themesh.tv. Yep. Yeah. Send us, send us an email you. and uh, let, us know what's, let us know what's going on. Tell us what you want for future episodes because, you know, 2021's brought a whole new season, right? And we're taking every episode a different topic rather than a full month long. So, uh Give us some ideas. We're gonna we're gonna need them. <laughs> we're gonna need we're gonna need your ideas to keep it uh, keep it fresh. So, all right. Thanks everybody for listening. Take care, guys. We'll see y'all later. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.